while we were doing that, I was trying to see if I took any notes nice. about Terminator. And all I, <laughs> all I have is just, it says Terminator, and then underneath it says, boys riding on the back of each other's bikes, which yeah. is my best through line between all of those movies and something that I really like to watch. Hello, and welcome to Judgment Day, the film podcast that pits your favorite films against Terminator 2, and I'm your host, Michael Carroll. Our subject today is bikes. And my guest is Anastasia Yusinowitz. Uh, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've been boys for a few years. Um, you know, I think... Um, a few years being a decade plus. A decade plus, yeah. yeah, something like that. I think that, um, you know, for the longest time, um, I think one of the things that... Uh, when we started to like kind of circle each other as friends, um, it was it was it was talking about um, movies about bikes that like um, I think was like oh yeah yeah I I I think we can vibe I think you know <laughs> we share some of the same stuff. Um, I'm a noted bicycle expert. Um, are you? Oh yeah, I own a bike, and I ride I knew bike. that. Yeah. What's, well, what's, what's a bicycle, what makes you a bicycle expert? Let's start with that. I am not. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've gone on some long bike rides. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All of these movies feel very, um, the last time I watched them was also over a decade ago when I was living a very different life. It did involve a lot more biking than my life does now. Yeah. Snorgan, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With um, a bunch of groups of boys, just like in all of these movies. <laughs> this is so, very nostalgic. So, real quick, so we're talking about uh, Breaking Away, Rad, and BMX Bandit. So uh, we'll get to that. But um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, they're so funny because, um, like, sports movies is, like, a genre. Uh, and yet, um, these are kind of, like, just bikes lend themselves to like some of the funnest sports movies and it's so weird because they're like um uh they're hard to like they're not it's not a very cinematic experience riding a bike sometimes um right it's like cinematic to me it's like yeah? i don't know it feels like a montage in a movie all the time if you're like riding it is way and looking at the countryside or screaming at other you know, cyclists or fighting with cars, it all feels like a, I don't know. It makes yeah. me feel like being observed or, I don't know, it feels cinematic to me. Hmm. I guess the, yeah, the landscape's always changing. You, you get a lot of address, you know what it is? Because I used to ride my bike a lot when I was a kid. I went through a period where I was riding my bike um, in New York for a while. Um, to and for back and forth to work um it feels like it, it almost feels like yeah you get a, a lot of adrenaline riding a bike that you don't do in a movie so <laughs> I, yeah, I feel, riding yeah, a bike makes me feel more alive <laughs> or it feels like it's also a thing where you when you're riding a bike and it feels like you're going super fast and it's really cool looking but when you watch it in the movie they look like they're going so slow and like not really working very hard and 
Yeah, actually, that's something, I don't know, maybe that's something we should have talked about a little bit before, but that was something that we, as we go through these movies, I do kind of want to like actually like take a second and, and like talk about like whether or not these judge these films as just like artifacts of um, the art of like, like how the bike riding sequences are because they they, they are very different uh, yes, yes. films. I'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But actually, um, I don't know, before we begin, uh, I think I'd be a bit remiss if I said um, it's November 1st today and this is going to go up on Thursday, November 5th. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you want to make some like wild predictions about what happens in the world between then and now? Would that be fun? <laughs> Would that be fun for you? Would that be funny? Um, I don't I don't have any good predictions. I think every possible outcome is very um, frightening and bad, and I'm frightened <laughs> and feel bad all the time every day. <laughs> right, right, right. Bad element. See, this is why I don't try. This is why I don't do anything news related because <laughs> I just watch old movies. You know. I don't have yeah anything. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything hopeful to say. I'm just bracing for a bunch of different potential scenarios yeah but i don't see any good ones coming up yeah um so that's fun and fun for everyone to (laughs) go out and listen to that um all right well buckle up buttercups because we're going to get into (laughs) breaking away uh 1979's breaking away uh four working class 19 year olds in bloomington indiana experience alienation from their college town centered community as they move into their uh, now academia-free existence while they create new identities for themselves. Um, Dave, uh, the main character, latches on to bike riding and uh, decides he's Italian and starts uh, dating a college student. That's when I stopped writing my synopsis. Um, and then um, he and his friends, I don't know, they just- part, basically. They what? You, you stop this before the plot begins. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, uh, there it is, but. Uh, it's a, uh, they, the big strokes are that, like, um, they, uh, the college students tend to make them, they call them cutters, they make them feel like outcasts, and then, like, um, in proto-80s uh, fashion, they, like, um, compete in this competition this bike riding competition, uh, uh, which they win, and um, and then they have, and then they're happy. Freeze frame. Um, question. <laughs> yeah, and during that that race too, he also he's not only racing against the rich kids in college, but his heroes, the Italians. Yeah, well, I was confused. Cool the, the, yeah, the, well, the Italians, he, he competes against the Italian. Yeah, so, so he has a little ego death shit because he, like, um, creates this whole identity for himself um, as a bicycle enthusiast and also as an Italian, which he isn't. Italian. <laughs> and I was thinking about this. Um, he, he basically does, like, um, like an inter-white dolezal, Right. Like he, he just like he just like starts announcing, "Hey, I'm Italian," you know, and I'm trying like, to make his parents live like his understanding of poor Italians because he specifically is really interested. Yeah, in, in poor Italians. It's it, I mean, and and he's he's coming from like his dad's a used car salesman, um, and I think there's some. 
it's it's so it's it is a really interesting artifact um you know because this was this was like a oscar Beatty kind of movie for its time um yeah it, it uh oh boy hopefully now we do that podcast thing where i look stuff up online while i'm recording but um yeah. i mean i first watched this on like a vhs that had been recorded off another vhs um, so i have with all of these actually all three of the bike movies i think that that's how i originally watched them yeah um, so i have like no real context of for the world that they were released into or what the ultimate goals for them were yeah i mean uh peter yates the director um he was i mean he was fairly he had a fairly prestigious career he he did bullet he did the friends of eddie coyle he you know um i don't know any of those movies yeah i mean they're, they're, they're more actiony movies and and i know that famously he said that this film was uh kind of that breaking away was his personal favorite of all of his favorites uh, of all of the films that he did um yeah um i thought that he had done some harry potters but that must have been another british person who like there is someone with the name Yates, I think, involved in a Harry Potter, but I don't know yeah. if it's um, British, the director? Yeah, which is funny because it's, it, like I said, it, it's a film that I think really, like, I think tries to, like, be, um, it's, in, it's in touch with uh, an idea of what's going on in the U.S. in 1979, you know. And it's really, an it's really charming and it, it feels really, um, like, lived in. I guess to me, I really like it a lot, and it feels like that very like link later feeling of nobody's really doing much of anything, and the stakes yeah. are very high. It's a with, hangout movie, which is my favorite. Yeah, a lot of shirtless hanging out with your buddies in the rock quarry, and yeah. I would have like the whole movie could have been that, and I would have happily watched like two and a half hours of. Yeah, that. I would say of all the of all the like of of these movies, this one definitely stands out as the one that is just like the most beautiful to look at um uh because you know it is like um you know it's bloomington indiana uh and it and, and it's very of its and shot um, there, right? place the yeah shot yeah. there um the, yeah it's these these teenagers well i should also say just to center people um uh, the gang is daniel stern who plays cyril dennis quaid as mike and uh, Rorschach himself, Jackie Earl Haley, as Moocher. Such and, a little rat face. Yeah, and he gets married, uh, you know. He Inexplicably. His, yeah, just exactly. in the first, like, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and they all kind of ignore it and then forget about it completely. Yeah, but it's very sweet, you know. It is, um, it's, it's cute. It's just weird. And I guess that's what you do in a tiny town. Because they're, like, I, 18, right? Yeah, they well, they just got out of high school. Yeah, they're like 18, 19 years old and they're they're not going to college, so they're just like looking for work. Um and it's it's weird seeing Dennis Quaid being such a like goofball, you know, uh super charming. Know. Like Yeah. Kind of and, a washed up jock, but not quite, but he sees himself headed that way. Yeah, yeah, I I think that was I mean, it, you said Linklater and I think that really hits hits the nail on the head because I think there's a lot of like yeah, just like shirtless boys who are like at like crossroads in their lives. And um, it, the movie is not so much like if there are big strokes, it's like in the last like five minutes, you yeah. know, as far as like directions <laughs> that they take their life. Um, 
I mean, uh, it, to, to, to like Jackie Earl Haley, like we said, you know, he gets he just decides to get married, and that's just yeah. sort of, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, either that or you know, I'll get a new car, something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, when you first um, gave me this list of movies to watch, I was like, what a funny series of movies for Michael <laughs> to suggest to me, like all about. It's like boys and sports and it's like are these really my things but yeah watching this movie especially i'm like i do love to see it i don't like it in real life but i do like to watch in a movie a big group of boys hanging out yeah and find it like charming and just like lovely to see people in those moments alone like when there's like the four of them on their little crew hanging out in the quarry where they're that their dads like used to work in and they're just got nothing to do and nowhere to go yeah um, just like me. Just like you. <laughs> uh, so, so there are some interesting bike riding sequences. First off, this is this one stands out as being the non BMX movie that we're doing. Yes. Um, what are the What are these Italian racing bikes called? Uh, I know my dad used to be really into them. I could have asked him, but then I'd have to talk to him. Um, I don't know the answer to but that. But they're very, you know, they're 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 the ones with the with the um, handles that are that are almost like the Bulls of a horn. That's what I always yeah. think of them as, and yeah, like uh, yeah, they're like road bikes, racing bikes. Yeah, very That's lightweight. What I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I really, I think that that's part of what I like about this movie the most of all of um, the bike ones, because I'm not super interested in BMX biking and like cool mountain biking and tricks. And this one is yeah. just about like enjoying like a ride. Yeah. Um, do you like the bike? So let's, so the bike ring sequences that the, there's like at least two really big set pieces because there's a big race with the Italians when um, the Italian team that he really admires, like just cheats and like uh, bucks him up and like um, push him off the road. They push him off the road, and that was um, that was really exciting. That that was as exciting. I'll put it like this: that this movie has the bike riding that feels the most like bike riding to me. This has movie. Uh, th this has scenes where it feels. He has another scene where he's like chasing a truck or something. He's drafting the truck. It's that's the scene that before I rewatched it that I remembered the most vividly of actual mm -hmm. biking. Besides, like I remember the quarry stuff, and I remember um, this scene of him drafting the truck on this like long empty road, and he's he wants to pass it, but he's also just like you know staying behind it keeping and drafting it so that he can you know gain speed whatever and you kind of think the truck driver is going to be an asshole to him and like fuck him up or something but he yeah, doesn't it really it's kind of scared to watch him successfully they're like gives a little beep and a wave or whatever and it's just like yeah. scenes of that kid riding his bike alone are really just cute and charming and like how it feels like a you know like someone who's really Sometimes you see actors riding bikes or whatever, and they it's like very fake and obvious. Like we're gonna film you mounting and dismounting, and that's it. And yeah. Here they're all like always just like jumping on and throwing them over in a way that's like feels really practiced and familiar. Of like, it's cute. Um. But, uh, yeah, the the actual races are kind of. Um, I, I think my maybe I had it in my notes. It was a thought that I had that it it, it the. This film suffers from a lot of the same things that I think, like, especially the very early Rocky movies suffer from where, like, um, everything kind of comes down to um, these sporting events and kind of frustratingly, 
the movie just decides to just like plant itself on a tripod and just like follow the event like like as a um, spectator as a spectator yeah and and um it really uh you're just kind of watching it actually there he does like kind of eke out like um a, a last minute victory which looked like you know um the guy the guy he was biking against did a good job of flopping you know of, <laughs> or what's the opposite of flopping of, of of you know like faking like that he's losing at the last second but like otherwise for most of it it's just sort of like it, it, it's it's such a like um I don't know, just all the energy is gone. Maybe it has something to do with like the what audiences were like in the 70s versus now, but like yes, some of the sports stuff, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely I think the final final race is fun because it's like um a what do you call it? Like a where you're handing off like who's riding and they have to like jump on and off and trade. Yeah. Um and people fuck up and not everyone on their little Daniel Stern. That was that was maybe his best part. There was just like what Daniel Stern. Who? Which one is that? The the, the guy from Home Alone. The the tall guy. The serial. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the oh, guy who looks like Shaggy. Yeah, that's the that's he's the other robber. Him and Joe. That Pesci. is so funny. I did not realize. You didn't that. know that. No. <laughs> I recognize Jackie Earl Haley and Dennis Quaid only. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. And then like yeah, one of the sticky oh, slash cool. wet bandits. That's really funny. Yeah. He grew up to be Daniel Stern. Uh yeah. He's kind um, of the least memorable. Really? Oh, I love him. He's like I say, I I, I was watching him, I was like, Oh yeah, he's like shaggy. He's just like <laughs> he's just, just lanky and goofy. He doesn't have a lot to do. That's the problem, is that like this this has a really stellar cast and nothing on um this guy dennis christopher but like um because he i think he does a fine job but he you know um he's acting around some like really memorable some actors who i think really like have like a really commanding screen presence and he just kind of like fades in the background i think that's one of the reasons why i think this movie he doesn't have like a plot for himself all the other ones kind of do because no no i i yeah dennis quite doesn't but i'm talking about dennis christopher the 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 main guy Oh, oh the 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 italian the Oh, he's, he's yeah he's fine but i think yeah. he does his job yeah um, but there is something about this movie well we'll get to it at the end but there's something about this movie where it's like i you know it just after like a couple of months it just gets relegated in my head to being like oh yeah that's that's a pleasant film i enjoy that film but i, I just that details just kind of get lost in the ether yeah uh, it's a of nice texture to it though like i like all his scenes with his family and his like stressed out dad who's stressed out that his son isn't stressed out enough like he's not taking yeah it seriously it's charming yeah like, i think there's something about like you know like um like the uh like the just economic recession of the 70s like is just like there in mm-hmm. this era like it's something that like as a, a i'm older now i kind of understand this stuff a little better and i and i see this stuff and i see how it informs some of these stories and um you know it definitely wasn't the thing i was thinking about when i first saw it it's rewarding to go back to that um before we go into the economic boom times <laughs> where segue are we ready for a segue we're ready to say goodbye to to breaking away we'll, uh, we'll get back to it okay um do you have any last thoughts on it i'm trying to refer to my nonsense notes to see <laughs> um, <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, my uh, description of 
the main boy is Big Breaking Dave. Away. Yeah, it's got Dave Foley energy, looks kind of like a young Mark Hamill, and is a sweet, stupid angel. Yeah, I like uh, that. That's, I guess, my biggest thought. Well, speaking and, of... Oh, you know the yeah. boy the boy who plays... what I already forgot his name that's in Home Alone. Dennis Quaid. He had the line that made me... like. Oh, no, of, no, yeah, that Den- Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Uh, 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 Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, where they're talking about their futures, and one of them is like, what are we going to do, just hang around here and waste our lives? And the other one says, and he says, I thought that that was the whole plan, that we were going to waste the rest of our lives together. And that's, that's me. All I want to do. Yeah. That made me really emotional because, yeah, I really identified with that and with him just being like, why do you have big dreams when we could just keep doing the same beautiful thing we've been doing for years together? And like, he'd clearly never thought beyond that. Well, and I kind of wonder because, you know, um, like I said, like, Indiana was sort of, you know, Indiana is of the Rust Belt, I believe. Um, sure. I do wonder what kind of, like, happened with um, with these guys after all this, you know, like, uh, yeah. they, they stuck around. I mean, did they, you know, did they get to self-actualize? I mean, it's, it's very nice to think of, like, um, uh, you know, these movies uh, just as moments in time, but then, you know, uh, it, it's it's like um, Chekhov plays where, like, uh, it's, like, written in, like, the 1890s, and it's like, well, should we leave Russia, or should we stay here? And they're, like, countesses and dukes, and you're just, like, I know that you were just kind of, like, you, you know, like, like, like when you, when you actually put it in a context, you're, like, oh, I, there, there could have been, you know, so if re- IRL, if this had happened, it could have gotten, you know, yeah, like what their lives would be like now. Some of them, it's pretty clear where they're going. Some of them yeah. have more possibilities open to them. Um, now that rad. I read your segue, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> Let's go back. Well, see, so, so maybe I think it, it's funny how we, we section these off because I think these films do, not just as far as bike movies, but I think these films do kind of... Uh, rhyme with each other in some interesting ways. So, Rad, 1985, a small Colorado town is chosen to host Hell Track, a prestigious, a prestigious BMX bike race event with a $100,000 grand prize and a fast track to a career as a professional BMX racer. It's the chance of a lifetime for a local BMX enthusiast, Crew Jones, who sets aside his academic career, um, but there's tough competition from the polished ash athletes who come in and local politicians who work against our hero too much so plot in this movie for there is way too much plot in this movie it was it's really like overwhelming and i can never ever even like after i just watch it if someone asks me to explain it like i i cannot it's too yeah many- i'm you, you you kind of remember it as you know i i just watched evil dead too and and i um not, this is more of a critique of Rad and a compliment to Evil Dead too. but I think <laughs> in both films, like, um, you remember it as not a lot happens, but that's just because, uh, yeah, just because everything happens, and, and much, you know, yeah, yeah it's so much happens that, like, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, this is, um, this movie, uh, this movie has some nice cinematography, it's Colorado, um, uh, it's about stunts. Uh, there's a lot more stunt biking in it. 
um, I think the people are much prettier. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah, Breaking Away are real, with the exception of the incredibly and surprisingly hot Dennis Quaid. They're not really like Hollywood attractive. They look really regular. Everyone. Yeah. That and oh. Red is much more fancy in that way, I guess. Even though yeah. I don't think them attractive, you can tell that you're supposed to. I was surprised. My 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 big thought when I was watching Rad was like, um, this movie has been made for decades, uh, and it will be made like in perpetuity. Uh, and they'll just switch, and they just switch out bikes. Like you know, if this was like the the '60s, it would have he would have been into surfboarding, you know, uh, it, and the plot would just be changed very slightly, um, you yeah. know. I'm really mad now because I just remembered another movie that I wish that oh, like we one? could have watched in place of this. I guess it's about dirt bikes with motors and not bicycles, but yeah. Disney's Motocrossed, Ooh, which was, is like one of those long buried memories that um, just popped into my mind with like a girl who has to she wants to BMX bike race or whatever motocross race and but she's not allowed because she's a girl so she cuts her hair and pretends to be a boy and that was my favorite genre of movie as motocrossed yeah wow yeah this looks like garbage I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it uh yeah. cool all right well I'm gonna yeah well it's, that's the thing is like that, that that looks like a uh, so it's basically it like a Mulan rad. could have been it, it's yeah, rad yeah, but yeah. Mulan yeah um that sounds like something rad is um rad is uh you know it's fine it's Mm -hmm. fine but it's just there's not a lot that goes on right like um, despite so much going on there's yeah the only thing that i that really stands out for me and that i could remember about it before watching this is the scene where they go to prom and dance on their bikes yeah and it's very obviously not any of the actors doing these stunts, which is yeah, true. The l- like what we were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it really boring because breaking away and even um, BMX bandits, like they're at least really riding their bikes for some of the time. And so much of, of rad is just like a shot of somebody from the shoulders down, riding a bike and doing something cool. And then like a shot of their like the go wide being like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember it as being a film uh, starring Lori Loughlin. Correct. Um, and that was surprising because um, she just, um, uh, what, I've seen her in this film and I've seen her in, and I saw her in Full House and um, I don't think, uh, and then I saw her in the news uh the last year. <laughs> yeah she's done uh, three things yeah th- those are the three things that she's done right like am i am i missing anything like um not to my knowledge yeah i mean and she um i mean i i, I saw this way after um you know i was watching full house um mm-hmm. you know as a kid and uh <laughs> but i remember being a kid just thinking that she was just like this really stunning screen presence uh, <laughs> No, you didn't. You didn't think so. I think that I was not particularly occupied with her when yeah. I watched Full House. It was strong. Well, la di da. Yeah, the kids and I mean, is she the one who's she dated Uncle Jesse? Was that the thing? she? She yeah, she marries Uncle. She becomes Aunt. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, right. yeah. 
yeah i don't know i don't know where my all my thoughts were in my full house days but yeah i was very small so um and so it was just it was just kind of uh it was weird seeing her like um you know in like a teen movie um uh this the guy who plays crew jones um crew cru jones yeah his name is crew cru jones uh, is bill allen um uh, i'm just gonna just say we we were uh i was stunned to find him recently going through uh the website cameo uh <laughs> and, and i'm not i'm not knocking on him or anything like that but it was just it was just like so funny to think of him as because he he just was like a one and done guy with this movie right like um near as i can tell um and you can talk to him. I, you know, I'm going to give him a plug. I would actually, I was actually thinking um, of maybe like uh, um, getting a cameo from him. Uh, I can't remember what his rate is, but it seemed like it seemed reasonable mm-hmm. uh, for someone who was in, as far as we're interested, one movie. Yeah. Um, Talia Shire. They've had a ride bikes. What? Is he a person who's like an actual cyclist? I, I, no, I think he actually did do, he did, he did like pro, do a lot of work to prepare for this movie. Um, uh, and then I think that was it. Like the, uh, I, I did a little research months ago when we were watching it. Um, I'll tell you this. I was, I, I was really fond going back to it. There were like a couple of silly moments. And, and I think I just sent you all the screenshots of stuff that I was really amused with where like he's trying to win back Lori Loughlin and he like, um, they're at the store and he's like, I want to show you something. And he points to like um, a picture of a bear and it's just like, uh, you're my friend and I miss you or something like that. Like, <laughs> do you remember that I moment? I like, for you, but I wanted to point at it to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, there's just nothing there. The, the, the guy who plays Oscar from um, Short Circuit 2 is uh, a bad guy. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, no, no, I, I, um, oh, okay, so let's just, th- there's so much in this movie about, like, um, building a brand, that's sort of, like, the yeah. preoccupation, and, 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 again, like, the, the way that, like, uh, if Breaking Away is about, like, finding respect, like, this is about, like, yeah, it's just, like, like, getting a career as a BMX, uh, professional, athlete and so funny because it's also the movies about like trying to like sell the audience on bmx as a sport that you should think about and take seriously (laughs) because because like when it gets to the hell track race like they really do just like stop the movie and like um just show you announce a bunch of athletes bmx athletes who show up and just say their (laughs) name right like it's just it's funny And, and it's kind of fun to like sit there and and yeah we're talking about like what happens after this you know beyond uh, the parameters of this film, but like, yeah, nothing really happens. No, it's just a, a film by a big BMX bike to, to sell the children on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a sport the, not that exciting to me. Yeah. And the, and, and the, the bike riding scenes um, outside of like a really fun opening montage, like, um, like the actual race is just like so boring. You can tell like they just stationary, like put the, again put the camera down and just get the same shot like they try to get a little bit more cinematic but like you know the bike comes in on the left and it, it, it 
dashes out to the right and then like 30 seconds later you see the same shot the exact same <laughs> shot but like it's like um now it's like our hero and will he catch up and he does you know yeah um there's supposed to be very tense there's no it's just watching bikes go around in a circle and it doesn't feel i didn't feel like at all invested in anything that was happening in it yeah my brain went off the same way it does like watching sports generally. I'm just like, something is happening. I'll check back in when something else is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let me know the final results. Um, <laughs> let's just jump into BMX bandits. This, this, is, this, is, uh, this is depressing. I need, I need, <laughs> it's I need a pickup here. The least, I think, interesting in every aspect of all of these movies. Did you yeah. remember it fondly? Like, did you go into it thinking that it was like um, fun? remembering uh, as being a fun movie i remember like i remember enjoying it and it's fine like it's a fine thing to watch as like your fourth movie of the evening and it just kind of happens while you're chatting with your friends or whatever and checking in every once in a while with whatever goofy thing is happening yeah and watch like just by myself and like pay attention to it was really really tough because it just kept like the stakes keep changing and escalating in ways that like it's like yeah because they're like the town the mayor is changing the rules and then there's someone else in the town who sponsors crew and and all like i think i don't know bike movies feel like always underdog movies just kind of by default for some reason that i'm not quite sure i can pin because people find bicyclists annoying and when you're you're, (laughs) And when you're a bicycle, when you're on a bicycle, you're you're not quite walking, you're not quite driving, you're doing something in between, but like you're very vulnerable, and you could potentially hurt other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of a <laughs> pest when you're bike, and when you're on a bike. <laughs> or there's just kind of like with like the competitive part of it, because I think just biking, I don't find to be like offensive or upsetting. I think it's great, except in the city, it just kind of sucks. But yeah, I think that all like kind of all of these three movies but especially rad and breaking away are about like people who feel kind of disenfranchised like they're like all white men who are like i should have more power than i do and i don't and i want to have it and my enemy is other people who have it and i want i want it and that's kind of like they're the thing especially in rad because it's so much about just like getting the money and beating these other annoying guys who are just annoying because they're the villains you know, like at least in in breaking away they're a little bit more detailed about like class divisions or like why it's not just like bad rich guys it's more yeah. complicated than that in a lot of ways and the yeah and the bad guys aren't as like as as vividly drawn as they are in rad and even then like they they they, they also kind of like have these like yuppie bad guys who like at the end like crew like graciously is like eh, you know you're okay <laughs> yeah yeah like it really is like the carter era versus the reagan era don't know what that means but yeah. i'm sure i agree yeah but, but then we have bmx bandit bmx bandit 1983 <laughs> um set in beautiful manly australia uh, three smart-ass teens cross paths with a gang of dangerous, uh, dangerous but also extremely slapstick bank robbers, uh, wind up with their valuable walkie-talkies, and a, a big chase ensues. That is the film. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. Um, uh, it's 
they're how old are these kids they're like I, they're supposed Young to read as like 14 something like that i think like 14 makes sense to me like, and if they we're were talking older, about embarrassing yeah um the the kids are uh i, I it's angelo d'angelo uh james lugton uh and uh nicole kidman beautiful uh, permed out super frizzy yeah redhead ass nicole kidman yeah just a little kid who just um a screen presence that just is, it, it really starkly contrasts like nicole kidman as you think of her now she's just um <laughs> so so it's it's these two kids pj and goose and um uh in as the movie opens they become they they, meet, they they're just like too cool uh you know but not cocky very likable um australian teenagers who meet a girl australian teenager judy <laughs> and and um yeah and then they start hang then they start hanging out together and then they get caught up in, in all these like hijinks, hijinks. Um, yeah uh it, it's kind of the best of like both it's it's like yeah, it has off like of the, what we were saying, it's like big, I, silly, playful ideas, and then like, um, but it's a uh, charm is that it's just like sitting around listening to these dumb kids hang out and talk and everything. A hundred percent, they're so goofy. They both have a crush on Nicole Kidman, but they're not like gross about it, or like they're not like fighting, they're just kind of like both really like her and want to spend time with her and both yeah. happy to get any attention in return. And, and they both really like each other. Yeah, they're not competitive with each other either. Yeah. They're just like fucking chilling and it's it's super cute and they all kind of look like they have like a real Power Rangers vibe because they have red, yellow, and pink coordinated outfits that they wear once they yeah. get some money from selling the walkie-talkies, I guess. Yeah, again, and it, that like like we are inferring a lot there because the way the film moves, <laughs> it's just sort of like yeah, it's, it's just like again, just big ideas just move past you very quickly. It's a very whimsical film. It's like no budget, um, but it's made by people with just like a really like great attitude, uh, <laughs> an infectiously great attitude. Like I, I I was watching this and just thinking, God, I you know I don't understand like why like more like stuff made for like young kids just can't. It doesn't feel like it was made on an assembly line, like so many other like made for um, children's entertainment, like young adult entertainment, like tends to feel like, right? Yeah, because like the plot is super goofy and like kind of low stakes but clearly like high stakes for these kids and yeah. also just like every moment of it they're having such a good time and like it doesn't matter about like what like their acting skills or whatever you know they're they're kids and they're like doing a pretty good job and they just look everyone looks like they're having the best time even the bad guys who are so goofy yeah there's this one bad guy played by his name is david argue and um like Daniel Stern in, in Home Alone, like he just like, like steals the scene whenever he's in there. And he's just like, um, yeah, they're like pure slaps. Very physical. Yeah. So committed to the bit in every single moment. Cause they're doing the most ridiculous stuff to like get those rotten kids. Yeah. Who stole our walkie talkies <laughs> that we need to rob the bank. I mean, our, the, our gang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, the like tone of the film is just, constantly fluctuating because like 
um, like 10 minutes in the movie, there's like this like um, uh, scary bank robbery. Um, but it's scary in a way that like I would watch with my kid, you know, like, yeah. uh, like it's, it's, it's not that it's like, it's, it's not um, point break, but, um, <laughs> but, but they do kind of like that it's a wide angle and the camera's moving and like, um, you know, there, yeah, there's adrenaline. There's just like, um, uh, you know, and then there, and then there, then the bank robbers go looking for the teens in a cemetery and, um, you know, <laughs> very suddenly it just like kind of become like they once they go into the cemetery, like do. the 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 yeah, the, like they they rented a fog machine or something for that <laughs> scene. You know, like like they just it, it it's it's termite art. Like if they're going to do something in that, it's like a Jackie Chan movie. If they're going to do something in that <laughs> scene, the they way. just commit to doing that for that scene, and then like the next scene yeah. they're going to commit. The next scene is a different tone and flavor, but just as committed to it. It's yeah. also very like. I think Rad and Rad and Breaking Away are both more like fully a story. It's like about young people, but like their families too, and like kind of the world around them. This yeah. is just a movie about kids. Like we never see a parent. No one has. They're just kind of like I got to get home at some point. Yeah. But you know, they're like they're never going home. They're never situated anywhere like that. They're just out doing cartoon kid stuff. Like, yeah. You know, really, it's really fun and it's just really light and cute and like they have a problem but you're never worried for them it's just yeah i had this thought um that like i was trying to like figure out what the like because you were talking about the acting and i think they actually do a really good job the kids do a really good job with the acting but i think the the verisimilitude let's put it that way like (laughs) like is off because i think and i think this is to the film's kind of benefit i think like the screenplay as like a document was clearly like written by like some like cigar chomping old guy who's just like I don't know what kids are into and, and <laughs> just all these like corny jokes and corny puns and yeah. and then they get these kids who are just like I don't get this humor but I'm going to just I'm going to I'm like everything else in this movie I'm just going to like go for it and just like yeah you know. like it's not how kids talk and it doesn't feel like necessarily supernatural yeah to them, like, I think it was with watching this movie that I was thinking about um, probably my favorite film, maybe like my very favorite movie, mm-hmm. um, which is Attack the Block. Oh, and yeah. How, um, it's, you know, a bunch of, it's a bunch of kids also working through some troubles. And, but the dialogue is all, was all created with input from the actors that were cast in it. So it's like super, um, I keep saying super natural and it sounds like I'm saying magical, but yeah. <laughs> I just mean that they're- No, I just, it's, it's, like, it's like that show on the WB with, um, which, you know, from That's Gilmore how Girls. far into that, down that rabbit hole I've gone recently. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about it actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's November, it's, it's done. The, that, yeah. the whole season's over. <laughs> but uh but yeah bmx bandits is like it could have benefited from that sort of treatment yeah but they still are so much fun and it doesn't matter that much because they're just like the kids have really good chemistry they're just like you want to watch them and see, i would have watched like six of those movies if they made like a weird series about them i would have been really happy yeah i mean it's it, it, 
going into like maybe some of the like bike action sequences like there are moments where um you know the they you just see the 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 kids um on the bikes you know there's a lot of close-ups of them and and it really does look like they're just having a ball uh and again i think that speaks to like like where it feels a little off to me that like they you know then their jokes are all like these corny or, or corny. yeah but um but the act again the action sequences you know um manly um seems like uh like a very like a a, a a town a city i believe it's a city with like just like a lot of like elevation stuff going on mm-hmm. maybe like yeah, the bay area and... yeah uh big coastline um so uh, there's just like all these opportunities for all these stunts um <laughs> And and the movie, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, uh, it's not set up around any bullshit, like, um, you know, competition or anything like that. Yeah. So, it, you know, at one point, what, how does it, they, they get, they all get like tarred and feathered at the end. Like when, oh, when yeah. the police finally catch the bank <laughs> robbers, it's just like, just the play had just like gotten to like this weird, like build up. <laughs> um. I also watched recently, we watched all of the Mighty Ducks movies, oh, which wow. I feel like have, especially like in the first one, a similar, it made me think of BMX Bandits a lot because there's a lot of, clearly like all of the actors are able to at least like, they can ride on roller skates and some of them are better than others and ice skates too, obviously, but like you get a lot of the feel of just like kids running around town doing whatever unsupervised kid stuff people used to do. Mm-hmm. And I really like all those moments a lot of just like when you go to everybody's house and pick up your friends and then go to the next house and BMX Bandits feels a lot like that. And it's, it's just a happy place to visit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like stay. In. It's sunny. It's like, a, it's like a big summertime movie, which I think Breaking Away is, feels more like a... Like a it's a, it's a, Breaking movie. Away is an August film or a September yeah. film, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, like the start of college. For the yeah. And yeah. Um, BMX Bandits is definitely like a, like mid-July. Like. Yeah, it's so joyful and like it's by the ocean. It's got a really, like, it's got a really nice sense of place. All these, these movies that are filmed in like a very specific town, it's really nice to kind of like they're riding through that stupid outdoor mall and causing all kinds of trouble. And that feels like a yeah. real and not just like a set. Um, and just all those street scenes are really fun just to kind of get a bike tour of this weird little Australian town that I'll never visit. Yeah. Um, speaking of bright and sunny and cheerful, mm-hmm. let's, let's jump over to Terminator 2, which uh, you and I, watched uh in each in other's proximity in, in proximity recently <laughs> in a freezing dark room with the door open so that we could yeah adhere to safety protocols you had a great observation about terminator 2 um we were talking about how these films are are like just chalk how this film terminator 2 is just chock full of um nice polite bystanders just like all sorts of people who are just like um um oh my gosh are you okay what's wrong you know know. and it's just like that's just cameron's um that that's the tell that this film was made by a canadian 
<laughs> that, that strangers are worried about other yeah it's just like yeah. <laughs> talking about like verisimilitude it's just like eh, la you know just be like yeah that, i guess that cop just went on that uh truck and like threw the truck driver off and like is now chasing <laughs> a a young child you know like you know i i i, I need to like, get it was those tough guys in the parking lot that kill me that are like oh those dumb uh like bodybuilders who are just like are you in trouble kid <laughs> they're genuinely worried they're not yeah. like in There's... any other movie it would be like that would just be like an extra layer of menace and ways that this kid is in trouble but they're really like we want to help you and figure out what's going on and then they get the shit beat out of them for it yeah but they really tried yeah I, yeah he's kind of um Connor's just kind of like a, a a real jerk about that. It's one of those moments where, like, as I've rewatched the film as many times as I have recently, <laughs> like, um, you can tell, like, it doesn't do what you what Cameron thinks it should do, like, um, because it really makes him look like a dick, like a you know? real little shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't like, really like that kid that much. Um, I liked his little friend a lot better. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. Um, <laughs> There, there is a part of, uh, I think, watching it now, I think um, people tend to, like, want to, like, explore that, like, little kid stuff a little bit more, but they also, you know, Furlong just, um, I don't even know if it was Furlong, I think it's just the way, like, um, he's written, um, yeah. they, they just kind of, you know. Um, he does fit into, like, aside from his character, just his whole look is the look of every like boy from 10 to 13 in a 90s movie that I had a huge crush on it's like the flannel shirt the floppy hair yeah just all bangs all the time yeah yeah and it's very shout out to that archetype it was meaningful to me as a kid um but I don't like him (laughs) yeah 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 well again like like all those boys that yeah from 10 to 13 that you liked at the time yeah just they were all on TV. I didn't know anyone. Yeah, all that. awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Um, any other like? Uh, I mean, you you grew up with this film. Uh, do Do you have anything like on this particular viewing that like stood out for you? I mean, I didn't grow up with it. I think it okay. was interesting to watch. I think the first time I watched it, just like all these other movies I watched when I was living in Oregon, mm-hmm. and early twenties. Yeah, it was like nineteen twenty something like that um and I had it's one of those movies that's weird to see for the first time because I grew up so steeped in like other like pop culture that referenced it constantly um and so then when you see the actual genesis of like like all the iconic like Schwarzenegger lines or the you know the thumbs up and the hasta la vista baby like before watching it for the first time, I had just seen those jokes like done to death a million other places. And it's just really weird to, it would have been nice to see it when it came out. Like the most important person in Terminator to me is, uh, what's your face? Um, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. That's kind of when I watched the movie, that's the only thing that I'm like waiting for and excited to see. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like an icon, right? Um, Mm -hmm. She's, I don't really understand any of the overarching plot of the Terminator movies, because there's too many, and it's very confusing to me. There's only two. Perfect. Um, But I love her. There's two films. There's not just Terminator 2. There's one. (laughs) 
and nothing else in that universe. Perfect. I mean, they're, they're, it's fan fiction. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love her. That's like a real, um, another formative moment and crush of just like her working out alone in that little jail cell, uh, mental ward, whatever, is something that, if there's a scene that I want to just like, if like that's what I remember the most strongly from the movies and the way I remember other isolated scenes from the bike movies, like my Terminator 2 memory is mostly just her. Mm. Um, and um, you saw this later in your, in your twenties. Um, and I assume like, like all these other movies you saw it like in like um, some like, um, badly furnished like a uh, living room <laughs> with like a bunch of boys uh mm-hmm. um Anna was it like um and they had all seen it a million times and they were like oh you've never seen this before and they showed it to you right like uh, am I Sounds right, yeah. yeah um do you do you did you like get in do you just because I feel like I talked to so many people who saw it as a kid and not many people who saw it like later on in life, did you like, uh, outside of Olivia, you know, did you, did you like, um, when you got it, you recall getting into it, like, like, you know, viscerally at the time? Or? Yeah, I really liked it. I think I watched it, that one at the same time as we also watched, like, I think we watched like Terminator 1 and 2 and Alien 1 and 2 kind mm-hmm. of at the same time, because those memories are all very like intertwined for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because he also did Aliens, right? He, had, he did Aliens and what's his name? That uh, British guy did the Alien one. Right. And so maybe we were doing like a weird comparative literature thing or something when we were watching that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But um, yeah, I like, I really loved it. I love, it's a, I think like a really, really good movie and rewatching it. Because I, I was, when you explained to me the premise of this podcast, I was kind of like, that's not the movie I would have guessed. Um, for you to fixate on and have be like the the anchor of what you're talking mm-hmm. about here, but watching it again made me under, like it is like a really just like a good kind of perfect film with not a lot to like criticize, and it's really fun to watch no matter how many times you've seen it. Um, it has the staying power and fun like it doesn't like it's clearly a product of its time, but it doesn't look like janky. It looks cool still. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it, it's like it. I I tend to think of it as like he's he like um, Cameron gets an idea and he just sees it through to trying to be the best version of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, let's pl- let's um, throw these films against each other now. Um, <laughs> are any are any of the films we talked about today better than Terminator Two? Um, I think if I had to pick one of these movies to watch again right now, I would pick Breaking Away. Oh. Um, yeah. I think it, my my personal list goes yeah. like Breaking Away, Terminator 2, BMX Bandits, Rad. Um, wow. That that caught me off guard. Because like, <laughs> of course, because like the, uh, the way that we're going on about it, for me, like, I think Breaking Away is really fun. Um, and I think Rad uh, brings me to a time and a place when I was like, a kid and like would just like watch you know like watch yeah. movies that like friends told me were good and, <laughs> um otherwise doesn't really live with me um bmx i didn't see till like um 
uh, I was in my thirties. I actually saw on my bachelor party. Um, <laughs> yeah, like 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 we just like um, I, I think we didn't really think about what movies to watch, and it was on Netflix. And like um, I was like more than a few drinks in, and I was just kind of like, I don't. Uh, yeah, if this is the movie other people want to look at, oh, it kind of has a fun title sequence. Uh, it's kind of silly, kind of stupid, but it ended up just being like uh, one of my favorite movie watching experiences. And and um, uh, it's really been something that like I take with me. And I actually genuinely struggle with whether or not I like it more or less than Terminator 2. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's definitely like the go-to, like, if you're in a bad mood, definitely put on BMX Bandits over any of the other ones, because it's just charming and ridiculous and goofy and like very pure yeah but it's, i actually don't usually want that that's the problem i actually yeah, really want like, something make me feel worse yeah i want something that's just like you know like my mom's a psycho didn't you hear <laughs> so you know i think in that regard i mean um t2 i would i would give it to t2 but but let's let's go back to let's go back to so so that's interesting so so breaking away is a film with like a bunch of like boys who like to hang out and like be friends and like um, figure out each other's feelings and everything and uh, care for each other. Yeah. Um, and that speaks to you in a way that. Yeah, it's like something that maybe we don't see in real life that much that I find sweet. It's like the same feelings I have for like everybody wants some. Mm -hmm. um, which I just love and is just a big group of like golden retrievers basically like hanging out and <laughs> that's a vibe yeah. I really like. No, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and breaking away has that feeling with a little bit more like, yeah, it's, it's, it's still like really light and charming and fun. And it has like, but it has like some real stuff about like the kind of tough lives that they have ahead of them. Probably like they're young, like Dennis Quaid talks about it a lot where he's like, I'm young and hot and strong now, but there's another young, hot, strong person coming up right behind me and I'm going to end up like my shitty dad or just why I thought you would maybe love this movie more because they do go into a little bit of like, what's my dad issues? <laughs> I just feel like it's a theme that you like in movies. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. You know, one of the other notes that I have in my sad little, very skimpy notes section, <laughs> it just says, kids in the hall, how would you fight your dad? Oh, uh, yeah because I thought about that watching this, like the combo of like, how would you fight your dad? And how would you tell your dad you love him? Um, and the main kid is like, it's very sweet because he's never like, he's not trying to rebel against his family or what his parents want of him. His dad just really doesn't understand him and mm. feels really stressed out by it. But then by the end, he's like, I get it. This is the weird dumb thing you love and I love you and we'll figure stuff out. And I found it really charming and sweet. And he's like a good movie dad, which there aren't a ton of. Um, yeah. He's not an antagonist. He's just like a struggling parent who's like, I deeply don't get my kid. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and my kid's actually like, like, like in the context of the film, also just like a weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Graciously oh, doesn't like, like allude to the fact that. I wouldn't know what to do with that child either. Like, yeah okay, I don't know why you have to pretend to be Italian, but you can just ride your bike and have a good time. Like, yeah. And his mom is very supportive and cute. And I like the dinner where that friend who doesn't really have much to do comes over and they just kind of talk with his family. And that feels really familiar and sweet to me. Like when you grow up with people and you're just like in and out of each other's houses. Yeah. 
Well, on that note, let's, uh, if we can wrap it up a mm -hmm. bit, um, I do actually, you did kind of pin something there that, that um, I, I'd like to go back to in case people didn't necessarily catch that. So you were talking about um, a, a, an iconic Kids in the Hall sketch. Um, <laughs> and let's just do this right now. Um, have you ever beaten up your dad? I've never beaten up my dad or okay, any it, of my surrogate fathers. Right. If you're going to, just what if? How would you do it? Hmm. Um, I have to think for a second. I think I'd probably take him, take him by surprise because he's pretty big and fit. <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah. think that uh, I'm stronger. I'd have to have to get the drop on him. I, I my what I would do is mm -hmm. I would. Um, I would get him really angry and then I would um, have him see with the both of us it would just be like and this is how he could get me too. <laughs> he, one of us would have to get the first blow in and then the other one would just be like how could you do that and then and so I would have to do that so and then when he goes oh and then when he starts beating himself up about it, that's when I would just like, you know, like just pummel in, you know, really like get him off guard. Go for the hug and then get him there. Yeah, and then just right, yeah. Uh, have you ever told your father that you love him? <laughs> this is why the bit doesn't work for me because I do. Yeah, I have too. I've started, I've started telling other people. This is actually like an inter-male, like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool power move. <laughs> just you like, tell your dad you love him. I tell, I've started telling my dad I love him, and like half the time he's like, "Okay, love you too," uh, on the phone. They, and then and then half the time he goes, "Okay, bye," you yeah. know. So like, but I I keep saying that to him. Uh, so it's a really powerful thing to like be able to yeah. like, in a, in like a way that like I think of in very Machiavellian terms, like where like I also have to do it kind of aggressively because just like yeah. my dad probably wouldn't start a fight, he also doesn't initiate. Um, a nice moment with his child. <laughs> okay, bye. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I do. I do. Okay, bye. I love you. <laughs> I try to like. I try to like give it emphasis. I don't. Right your mouth. Yeah. I love you. I love you, Dad. You know, yeah, it's a threat. That's nice. Thank you for coming, Oscar Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, friend. Bye.